Hello, my love, and welcome back to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I hope that you are having the best day ever. Your girl is a little bit tired today. I took my husband to the Killers concert yesterday for his birthday. Mind you, his birthday is in November. But for those of you who may have forgotten or didn't listen to the episodes yet where I talked about this, for his birthday last year, I watched season one of his favorite show in the entire world, The Wire. And then I created like a flashcard game where we played the game together. And he thought it was absolutely amazing. That was the only gift I was going to give him. But then I saw that his favorite band was going to be in Philadelphia later on in 2022. So I went ahead and purchased tickets for his birthday. And the concert was finally last night. We had an amazing time but didn't get home until almost 11 o'clock. And if there's one thing that you should know about me by now, it's that my bed, my bedtime is like 7.30, 8 o'clock. I'm not always asleep that early, but I'm definitely like winding down around that time most nights. And I was just talking to my husband. It's been since... Saturday. No, since Friday, since I actually went to bed at a decent time. I've been up way too late Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday, four nights of staying up past 10 p.m. I'm like, how in the world do people stay up late and feel good in their lives? I just don't know how people do it. So if you're running on less than like eight hours of sleep a night, I really want to encourage you to try and prioritize sleep. And I know that sometimes that means removing things from your schedule that you maybe want to be doing, but don't necessarily need to be doing. Maybe it means prioritizing differently. Maybe it means managing your time differently, but my goodness, sleep is so incredibly important. Anyways, I am not sure when this episode is going to air. I'm not sure if I'm going to drop it on Friday or this may be Monday's episode, depending on what comes of this episode. But also I think that I'm going to introduce a third podcast episode to the queen of pep talks every Wednesday or maybe every other Wednesday. I want to do an episode called Join Jessica, where I talk specifically about offers, ways to work with me, ways to learn from me in my coaching programs and within my mentorship. And as you know, I offer things from $10 literally up into the thousands of dollars, but I want to give you guys an opportunity to know what's coming up, know what's going on so that if you're desiring actual coaching, because I'm so happy that you're here on the podcast and you're taking in this incredibly powerful information. There's a very big difference between having someone simply teach you how to do something versus having a coach to be there as a support system for you to help answer questions that are specific to you to provide accountability, actual personal individualized mentorship and the sisterhood that comes along with being surrounded by women who are going through or working towards the exact same things that you are going through or working towards. So I'm thinking about toying with, it was an idea that just came to mind to me as I sat down to record this episode, doing a join Jessica episode perfectly in alignment. That's actually why my name on Facebook when I first started the page was Join Jessica because I want people to join me. I want people to be a part of my community. I want people to be a part of my world. I want people to join me in improving and changing their lives for good. Okay, so you may see a third episode next week on Wednesday titled Join Jessica. And if I choose to do that, I will give an introduction at the start of that episode on what to expect on future episodes on Wednesdays where I'm talking about ways that you can work with me if you so desire to take your 
growth and transformation and change in your own life to the next level. Anywho, on today's episode, I want to talk about boundaries. Boundaries. I've been I've been singing so much lately. And if you haven't noticed, I'm a terrible singer. I'm not skilled in singing at all. But it's one of the ways that I express like the silliness that I have with me. Sometimes when I'm talking, I'll just like start singing. My husband knows that very well because I do it with him all the time. But I've been like in this mood lately because I'm just so happy in my life where I can't stop singing. I can't stop singing. Okay. Anyways, yesterday I made a post on Instagram that talked about, if you haven't checked that out, go and do it. It's an infographic about what women think will make them happy versus what will actually make them happy. And that post was inspired by episode number 165, I think it was, where I talked about me not being special. It might've been 164. I'm not 100% sure. But it's so easy to make assumptions about what makes other people happy. And we also in our own lives assume that it's going to be the things outside of ourselves that actually make us feel happy in our lives. When the reality is things outside of us actually have very little to do with the happiness that we experience long-term in life. Sure, things outside of us can create moments of happiness in the short term, but in the long term, it's the relationship that we have with ourselves and the things that we embody that make us truly happy women. And one of those qualities that I believe happy people possess, and I know this because my life became happier when I started embodying this quality, was having really strong boundaries in my life that allowed me to prioritize my well-being over the well-being of other people. And I need to make this really clear. This is not about you not prioritizing people that need to be prioritized in your life. Obviously, if you have children, if you have a spouse, if you have family that you care about, if you have a job, if you have coworkers, if you have a boss, those are all people who need to be prioritized in some capacity. But when you don't have boundaries at all, you become a doormat for other people to walk all over. I used to be in my life. I used to allow people to walk all over me and I was such a people pleaser because I felt like I needed to be accepted by people. And I was always fearful of abandonment. I didn't want people leaving me. So I would do anything and everything I could to keep people around, which meant giving them whatever it was that they wanted, letting them walk all over me, not saying no, not standing up for myself, not doing the things that would allow me to actually be as happy as I wanted to be. So today I want to talk to you about boundaries, setting boundaries. And I think this is a really important time for us to even be having this conversation because the holidays are approaching. How in the world are we almost at October, but the holidays are approaching. And with that being said, holidays generally mean for most people, you're spending more time with people that you don't necessarily see all the time. You're in rooms and having dinner with family members who maybe you don't see all the time. And most women here in my world have some relationship with their bodies that isn't always positive, some relationship with their weight that isn't always positive. And as you are working on doing healing in your own life in terms of your relationship with your food, your self-image, your confidence, and then you have like your grandma or maybe your situation is similar to mine and you have your husband's grandma making comments about the size of your body, how important is it to have boundaries and to be able to effectively communicate those boundaries? So these are all things that you can keep in mind in terms of creating healthier relationships with people in your life. I see boundaries as a way to make sure the two people participating in a relationship both feel like this relationship is happy and healthy for the both of them. Because 
in order for a relationship to truly be healthy, both people inside of that relationship need to feel like they're in participating in a happy and healthy relationship. And boundaries are an incredibly important part of creating that for both people who are in the relationship. So let's talk about a couple of things that you can do if you are ready to start setting boundaries. Number one is know that you have the right and the permission to speak up for yourself. So many of us, myself included, have been told throughout the course of our lives, be quiet, don't speak up, don't be seen, don't make a fuss. Like I was told my entire life, you are the good girl. And when I embody you're the good girl, it makes me believe I should not make a fuss. (laughs) I should stay quiet, keep my thoughts to myself, don't upset anybody, just keep being the good girl. But continuing to be the quote unquote good girl in my life had me being a doormat and getting walked all over. So the first thing that you need to know is even if you haven't done this before, even if this is your first time ever deciding to do so, you are allowed to speak up for yourself. You are allowed to share the things that hurt you, the things that you will not tolerate, the way that you want to be loved in any relationship, and you have permission to set boundaries to protect yourself, period, point blank, okay? You have to believe this first because if you don't, As soon as you start to feel uncomfortable, you're going to convince yourself, I'm not even worthy of this, which is going to have you turning your back on even having the conversation to set and lay down the boundary that you are desiring to set and lay down in that relationship. Okay, so make sure that you're working on believing that you have the right and permission to speak up for yourself and set boundaries with people in your life. Number two is you have to get super clear on what's unacceptable and think about how you want to communicate that. So maybe you already know what's unacceptable because someone has already been crossing a boundary that you didn't set over and over and over again. Maybe there's somebody in your life that makes you feel really uncomfortable often. And you know that there are certain things that they do within your relationship that make you feel angry or upset or frustrated or hurt. And you know exactly what it is that you want them to no longer do. You have to be willing to say, these are things that I am no longer going to tolerate. But giving this some thought before actually sitting down and have the conversation can be really beneficial for you because how many times have you tried to sit down in a conversation and effectively communicate what it is that you're thinking or feeling, but you haven't thought about it and it comes out either in a jumbled mess and it doesn't actually make any sense or emotions become really high really quickly and you're not actually able to effectively communicate. But when you have thought out what it is that you want to talk about and you're clear on the things that this person specifically is doing to you or the words and phrases and comments that are hurtful for you, you're going to be able to actually effectively communicate it. You also want to think about why this boundary matters for you for a couple of reasons so that you can communicate that to the person that you're letting know, like, hey, this is unacceptable, but also so that you know this is why this boundary matters to me. So that when you feel maybe like, oh, I don't actually want to go ahead and have this conversation or the person oversteps the boundary and you're needing to hold that boundary, you can remind yourself, this is why this boundary matters to me, okay? And then you also want to think about how does them overstepping this boundary negatively impact you? Again, these are all things for you to give thought to, give reflection to, so that you can feel really comfortable, confident, and worthy in having this conversation and letting them know, hey, these are the things that I'm no longer willing to tolerate, okay? Number three is approaching the conversation 
when emotions are neutral. I know from my own experience, I used to be a very defensive person in my life and I struggled a lot with effective communication. Anytime that I was in a conversation that felt uncomfortable, I became quite defensive. I became angry. I became a person that wasn't really nice to communicate with. Oftentimes I would shut down. I would leave the conversation. If you're like that. And if you're experiencing that currently in your life and you want to make sure that you actually communicate these boundaries so that you can create a healthier relationship with this person and protect yourself, I would highly suggest approaching the conversation when your emotions are neutral. So probably not right after your husband's grandma called you fat is going to be the best time to have this conversation. It's probably not going to be when you are angry or upset about what someone has said to you. So I would give this some thought and plan a time to have this conversation so that you can have the conversation when you're cool, when they're cool, and you can properly communicate what it is you're feeling without being angry, without shutting down, without freaking out, without screaming, without yelling, because I don't know about you, but I don't really listen to people when they're screaming at me or yelling at me or being really aggressive with me. I don't listen. So if you want to actually effectively communicate it, you have to actually effectively communicate it, which means being in a neutral place emotionally. It doesn't mean that you're not hurt. It doesn't mean that what they've done in the past maybe hasn't upset you or disappointed you or made you frustrated. But if we want to have effective communication, we want to think about having that conversation when emotions are neutral. Number four is you have to be really clear on what the consequences of this person overstepping the boundary are. So once you've set a boundary, that's truly the easiest part, even though it may feel uncomfortable for you, setting a boundary is actually the easiest part. It's re-communicating that boundary or enforcing that boundary when someone has overstepped it. So when someone has overstepped a boundary, what is the consequence of that for them? It's in these moments after the boundary has been clearly communicated and overstepped that you have to reiterate it and or decide if you're going to enforce consequences. So consequences can mean you distancing yourself from that person. Consequences can mean you not being there for that person. Consequences can mean a whole lot of different things. And that's up to you to decide what you want those consequences to look like. But you have to make sure in order to protect yourself that the person that you're building a relationship with knows, I'm actually not going to tolerate this anymore. I'm not willing to tolerate this behavior from you anymore. And if you continue to overstep this boundary, now that I have made it clear to you that I don't want to, and I'm not willing to accept this behavior from you, you have to know what that consequence looks like. So again, distancing yourself not coming to family get-togethers, not being a support system for that person. These are all things that I've gone through, especially in my relationship with my mom when she was struggling with her alcoholism. I had to know when she's overstepping boundaries, how am I going to enforce consequences? What is that going to look like? Am I not going to go and visit her? Am I not going to answer the phone? Am I not going to be a financial support system for her? What does that look like? You have to know the consequences and you have to be willing to let the person know these are the consequences if you don't respect the boundaries that I have set in our relationship. Number five is understand, this is a really important part of boundaries. You have to understand that the behaviors of others are ultimately out of your control. I have spent a lot of my life wanting to change people. I can think of a handful of people in my life where I have really wanted, like 
desperately wanted to change that person. And I thought that if I could be a certain way, or I could say a certain thing, or I could do a certain thing, that person was going to change, their behavior was going to change. You are not responsible, and you cannot and will not ever be able to control the actions and behaviors of others. The only thing that you can do is protect yourself from their behavior if it's toxic and damaging to you. So let go of the idea that you're going to ever be able to change someone. You can let them know, hey, this is how you navigate having a healthy relationship with me. And if you want to have a relationship with me, and it's important that you have a relationship with me, these are the things that you need to be doing. And these are the things that I will not tolerate. But if they are unwilling to change their behavior, that is not your fault. A lot of times when we're in relationships with people, especially romantic relationships, We want to take the ownership for their behavior and say, well, if I just would have been different or I just would have done something different, then maybe they would have behaved differently. Don't set boundaries for other people. It's something that you do to protect yourself. If they choose to change because they love you and respect you and care about you enough, amazing. But if they don't, you have to decide, is this relationship valuable enough that I'm willing to continue to feel like shit in it or... Am I willing to create separation and maybe walk partially away or fully away from this relationship? That's a decision that only you know the answer to. Only you know how valuable these relationships are to you and whether or not you're willing to continue to tolerate their behavior for the rest of your life. Or if you're willing to say, hey, you're not going to change. I know that I'm worthy and deserving of better. And this is not something that I want to tolerate. So we're no longer going to stay in this relationship. But their behaviors are not your fault. Please, 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 please hear that loud and clear. Their behaviors are not your fault. And you're never going to actually be able to change somebody else in your life. Okay. And finally, number six is to love and respect yourself enough to not continue to tolerate what really hurts you. I know that it's easy to stay in relationships whether it's family relationships, romantic relationships, work relationships, friendship relationships, it's easy to stay in relationships with people when we love them and we care about them. Are you willing to love yourself and care about yourself enough to know not everybody in this world deserves a seat at the table with you? That's really hard. And boundaries are something that I think people see as really selfish. It's like, if I set this boundary, then it's mean and it's hurting someone else. But the reality is someone else is hurting you with their behavior or you wouldn't need the boundary in the first place, right? So you love yourself enough to set the boundary, I hope. Love yourself enough to enforce the boundary because you do not now or ever deserve to tolerate hurtful behavior, hurtful language from other people. These conversations are highly uncomfortable to have with people that we deeply love. Setting boundaries with people that we love is so hard. It's easier to set boundaries with people that we don't really care about. But when we don't care about them, their behavior doesn't impact us as much. It's the behavior of the people who we love the most that impacts us most heavily. So that means it's going to be a difficult conversation to navigate. But can you love and respect yourself enough to know that you do not deserve to remain in a relationship where you are constantly feeling like your well-being is being compromised because of someone else's behavior. Okay. So I hope that you will take this and think about the relationships that you're in and think about, are there boundaries that I need to set with people in my life? Are there people who have hurt me? Are there people who continue to walk all over me? Are there people who take me for granted? Are there people who are taking advantage of my kindness and compassion for them? 
And are you willing to stick up for yourself because you love and respect yourself? I just want to say too, that communicating a boundary, one of the reasons that I included in here is to have the conversation when your emotions are neutral is because setting a boundary does not have to be mean. It doesn't have to be a screaming match. It doesn't have to be name calling. It doesn't have to be hurting the other person. The goal of relationships is not me against you. It's us together, no matter what kind of relationship you're talking about. It's us coming together to have the healthiest possible relationship in any capacity. So I don't want to hurt people when I'm communicating with them, even if it's a hard conversation. And the person who you're communicating with should feel the same about you. They shouldn't want to hurt you just for the sake of hurting you. They should want to be in a healthy relationship with you. And that means treating you with love, kindness, compassion, and respect. But you get to also do the same. Setting a boundary is not mean. It doesn't mean you're selfish. It doesn't mean you don't care about people. It doesn't mean that you don't want people in your life. It just means that your well-being is really important to you because how are you going to be as happy as you deserve to be in your life if constantly you're allowing people outside of you to make you feel like shit about yourself. You're not going to be able to. So if you're craving to have a happy life, be a woman who sets boundaries with other people. Okay. You deserve that. If this message was powerful for you today, it would mean so much to me. If you sent me a DM on Instagram and let me know who are you struggling setting boundaries with in your life? Tell me, I would love to know. Also, if you're not a part of exclusive pep talks with the queen, we dropped some fire episodes in the month of September. The most recent episode was on creating consistency in your life. So well received, so powerful. The coolest part of exclusive pep talks is it's literal coaching for you. You can come into the group and you can leave a message and say, Hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I need help with. And I will record a 15 to 30 minute episode just for you. I will say your name at the start of the episode and say, Hey, you asked this question. This episode is for you. So if you're desiring personalized guidance and support, and you've wanted to work with me, but you can't afford to be a part of any of my programs at this moment, Exclusive Pep Talks with the Queen is a place where you can get personalized coaching and support from me. We also do Zoom calls every other month where you can come on and we can see each other and have a conversation. So good, so powerful. Link is in the show notes of this episode. And as always, if you have not already, please kindly leave a rating and review on the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. It is so helpful for my podcast to be found by people who are needing this message. And also it feels selfishly so good for me to know that these messages that I take the time to record for you multiple times a week are landing powerfully and are making an impact in your life. Because most importantly, that's what I care about. The work I'm doing actually making a difference. Okay. I love you so very much. And I will talk to you on the next episode of the queen of pet talks. See you guys. 